Today's episode is brought to you by Reef Builders, winner of Best of Howls, five years running. Reef Builders is a Tempe, Arizona-based, full-service design-build construction company. What's a design-build company? It means you deal with one company for everything. Reef Builders is able to take your vision and bring it to life by drawing your plans, producing photorealistic, high-resolution 3D renderings of your kitchen, baths, and more, helping you design and pick your finishes, and finally, executing that vision. With their years of building experience and a superior client experience, using tools such as online project management software through their client portal that allows you to see your renovation in real time. Whether you're in town, on vacation, or living in another state, you have access to job progress photos, your build schedule, financials, and much more anywhere in the world. So if you're looking for a complete bath or kitchen renovation, a complete home renovation, a custom home designed and built, or a boutique commercial project built out, Reef Builders can deliver it. Reef Builders, your vision, their experience delivered. All right, everybody. Today is the first episode of the Tactical Hour with Chris Stewart. So uh, we have a public safety following that I think needs um, a separate numbering to be able to talk about public safety specific things. So we're going to have Chris Stewart here as a regular guest on it, and he will be bringing in um, other public safety uh, members to talk about things like tactics, uh, talk about crew development, accountability, leadership, all that good stuff. So today, uh, we want to bring on one of the bigger buffoons that we've ever uh, come across, <laughs> and who is <laughs> who's, who's kind of uh, not kind of. He's a very well respected, worked uh, in public safety for a very long time. Uh, one of the better tacticians out there uh, in the country. Um, he's going to be humble about that shit, but we're going to make sure that we suck it out of him. Uh, funny man, great man. His son uh, is currently a company officer uh, as well, so they have a, a little bit of lineage uh, in the fire service. Uh, so uh, without ado, Chris Stewart, John Hinton. Chris, I'll, I'll kind of let you lead John in this thing, and then John can kind of tell us uh, who he is. Thank you. Uh, this is a kind of a cool opportunity. Uh, I hope we're not setting the bar too low by uh, having <laughs> me start this. Um, uh, apparently, it was hard to find people to do this. So, um, uh, so today, um, my, I thought my first guest or the first person that I would like to sit down and have a conversation with is 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 somebody who who means uh, the absolute world to me and means. Um, everything to me professionally, and that's uh, John Hinton. Um, John uh, was uh, and is a mentor to me. Um, he was a mentor to me in the Phoenix Fire Department. He um, uh, he spent a lot of time teaching me things that I think he probably doesn't even have a clue that he was teaching me. Um, so, And everything Brandon said about being a tactician, about being um, a chief officer that uh, is looked up to by the, his, by the troops, that is respected by the troops, and, and actually uh, possesses the things that matter the most when we talk about leadership and, and competency and credibility. And, and to me, John's the model of that. So, um, John, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate that. Um, you're way too kind, by the way. <laughs> I, uh, um, I just want to start off by saying uh, we had talked about maybe um, talking about the integrity on the fire ground and what exactly that means and, and uh certainly uh part of that is is uh 
tactical and, and strategic um, honesty, uh, worker responsibility, um, everybody on the fire ground doing their job. Um, I think that maybe as an umbrella of this, uh, just to let you know kind of uh, sincerely where I'm at is I've always put a premium on the workers gotcha. because they do the work. And it's not about, um, you know, uh, the old man used to say, leave, leave your egos at home. And we should talk a little bit about that today, about uh, what goes on in the fire ground because it's, it's science and physics. Firemen have egos? Somewhat. <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've, never, I've never seen it, I've, but I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, heard of it. <laughs> it's been explained to me, and it's an ugly thing. <laughs> but um, I, I think that, that if, if we approach this thing, maybe there's something that we could pull out of it that um, if somebody gets one or two things out of it, it's a win. It's a win. So... That's kind of where I'm coming from is, is um, if you put a premium on the work, you have to put a premium on the workers. If you put a premium on the workers, you have to set them up to succeed. 100%. And so that's kind of the at least the, the start of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I had a little bit of a conversation beforehand uh, trying to figure out, okay, what actually do we want to talk about? Where where does this thing start? And and I think fire ground, hazard zone integrity for me is a really important thing. And I actually think it's a thing that is uh, is undervalued right now. It's definitely not taught. And it um, it's a big piece that's lacking in our education for our company officers, for our chief officers, and what it means. So I think the goal today, I guess, was to just talk about that. Let's maybe define what fire ground integrity is because it's not a natural con or conversation or a natural uh, – uh, it's not a common vocabulary word that we, that we just throw around in our normal conversations. And why does it matter? And why, and, and why does it matter for chief officers? Why does it matter for company officers? Hell, why does it matter for a firefighter uh, who uh, – you know, I can look back myself the first five years. I don't – I didn't think about the incident command system. I didn't think about how this thing is getting managed. All I wanted to do is be able to do the work, be safe, um, uh, represent myself in a way that that uh, that that I'm of value to my crew and I'm of value on the fire ground. And uh, so, uh, but this has everything to do with that, that integrity of that. And integrity is an interesting word right now in society, and, and it's definitely an interesting word in in, in the fire service. Um, so, uh, so uh, John, let's. Let, let's get into that a little bit is is so as a chief officer who is who works on a daily basis working as an incident commander in the hazard zone um what what do you see as fire ground integrity and 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 how is it that you actually lead it and direct it and 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 use it as an expectation for people on the fire ground before we hit that though yeah i think we need to take just just chief if you don't mind can you walk us through your journey, um, so we have a better understanding of who you are, where, like where you came from, like when you got hired, like how long you spent as a firefighter, like were you a, a paramagician or, <laughs> or 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 were you an engineer? Like when did you become a captain and all that kind of stuff? Because the 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 guests aren't going to know exactly who who you are. Like we know who you are, but you're going to have to kind of tell your story a little bit. Well, sure. Um, 
I, uh, I went to college. I got a degree, which uh, means that anybody can get one. Yeah, for sure. Um, it has nothing to do with what you learned. It has to do with you just hung in there. So I took my degree and, and taught school for three years, high school, and uh, it became crystal clear to me that I was in the wrong profession. Um, so I came on the job in uh, 1978, and I was a firefighter, uh, engineer, captain, worked my way through the ranks. I was a captain for a very long time. How long? Uh, let's see. It would have been from 1984 to um, about 1998. So what is that? That's from uh, Night Rider to <laughs> yeah, the A Team to Night Rider, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's right. there. So. And you know, it wasn't purposeful, but uh, honestly, it um, uh, and and I want to talk about this a little bit because it 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 has to do with street credit, and it's a lot easier to lead if you've actually done it, and. So, you know, I was, I, I kind of wore out the captain's position. I had no, absolutely no aspirations to be a chief. But I got to thinking that maybe there's something there. Maybe I had something to offer. And so I went to battalion, or I made battalion chief, and then I made shift commander. And towards the end of my career, um, I was a recruit training officer. I went back to the academy towards the end of my career. And um, I look back on it, and it was just a wonderful life. It's just an absolute joy. So uh, you were the first uh, of the modern-day shift commanders uh, in the Phoenix Fire Department, at least. Can you guys uh, explain? Yeah, and you actually took a test to be the shift commander. That yes. hasn't happened since. If yes. you could kind of describe that and what the job actually is. What we – what um, it was – Alan Brutusini had a had a vision that that um, battalion chiefs needed support as well, and um, the what Chris is talking about is it was just an idea. Um, nobody had been one um, back in the old days. They had uh, it was called they called them deputy one. And they were more or less a shift commander because of rank. But this had more to do with the fire ground. It had more to do with the, the system, the IC. This is post-Brett Tarver. This is really actually learning about how you organize a fire ground and actually manage the hazard zone and dividing it up in true support and, and Exactly. And, and, and the, the incident on, on March 14th in 2001 with Brett, um, what it did was it exposed it exposed in a real way um, some of the – this is the Phoenix Fire Department. Who's better on the fire ground than the Phoenix Fire Department? And we've got holes in our game. It's like a coach looking at his, his game plan and going, man, we've got to fix this. Because in 2001, we were doing exactly what we said we were going to do. And we lose one and almost lose 12 more. That says your system needs to be adjusted. And so that's, that's where the old man came in. And, and uh, so he set us down 
and really gave us a couple charges. One is to be good teachers, be the best teachers we could be. Be examples. Did you tell me that you were a pretty poor teacher? I know, well, no, I, I, I told him I tried that, and um, now I'm a fireman. I, yeah, yeah, I uh, failed at that once. Yeah, so here I am I'm, again. I, I'm, I'm hoping there's other things that I can kind of fill the gap with. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we uh, that 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 we would teach, and he, he said a profound thing, and and I I told him I've actually had some experience with this. Is he said. Be the best teacher you could be, but don't expect that because you're teaching, everybody's learning. Sometimes and, you have a room full of B shifters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you got you got people picking their noses and stuff, and, and I don't mind that. Just <laughs> I don't like to watch it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, fair enough. Yeah, so, fair enough. Don't, don't eat it. Don't eat this but um, uh, and and the second thing was is. Send everybody home, every single shift, intact. And on March 14, 2001, we did not get to do that. And it left a, it, it really did leave a mark. And so for the first group of shift commanders, we all actually had open wounds. It was a big deal. And... Um, so the system, uh, from the IC down, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit cause Chris brought it up is, is that system cannot be compromised. That's physics. Fire, the fire ground does not compromise because of politics. It's interesting though. You get there because of politics unavoidable you can't help it um you go through interviews sometimes you win sometimes you lose you make the right friends you make the wrong friends you do something stupid with a with a medical instrument say a, a light <laughs> something like a flashlight, that flashlight i mean flashlight <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm into bags now but uh you know, you go along and, and you hope that you're put in a position that best suits you, that that complements, that not complements, that, that exploits what you're best at. And if you look at, at, at the system that we operate in, you really have two things going on, and they're going on at the same time, and sometimes they compete with each other. One is... Being who you are in the system, day in and day out. The other piece of it is when when the lights come on and you 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 go to the fire ground and you set up this this system. The IC, for all intents and purposes, is the fire chief. Nobody outranks the IC. Nobody outranks the IC. Here's the problem, and we should talk about it a little bit is. After the incident is over, who does the IC report to? The fire chief. And so um, there's an opportunity there to kind of get stuff mixed up. And when you're on the fire ground, you know, it's like I, t I told guys, gals, 
most of this stuff, honestly, is fun. It's it's like teasing the weasel. It's just great fun until <laughs> the weasel breaks the cage open <laughs> <laughs> and somebody gets an eye poked out. <laughs> but uh, uh, most of it, most of it is is really fun and games. But when you really get down to it, not the fire ground. And I think the best compliment I ever received, uh, personally received, is that. Um, I had a firefighter tell me when I was a captain, he says, he says, people would not believe who you are on a fire ground based on how you act around the station. Yeah, no, I get that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's revelating. <laughs> well, it just, uh, uh, miners, miners were not allowed in the, in the firehouse. <laughs> no, 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 not, not without knocking. <laughs> but so, I think that, that that's a testament to to someone that knows when to talk, turn the volume up and like when to turn it down. Things don't need to be serious all the time, but when they need to be serious, they're fucking serious, right? And, and that's that's really the um, uh, you don't you don't have to and, and and this goes against the grade of some of the current stuff that I'm, I'm hearing out of Phoenix Fire Department, but you don't have to manage if you lead. If you look at if you look at work that's being done, and it's being done the right way, those workers have a wise leader, and that wise leader is allowing that basically teaching them what to do, getting out of their way, not overmanaging them, and letting them do the work. And so, um, in short, I really think. Personally, I think I was a pretty poor manager. <laughs> I don't remember managing. I, 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 I just don't remember doing it. Now, I tried to lead, and every now and again, you got to bump somebody back in line. And every now and again, I got myself bumped in line. Imagine it's that. the way it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I had, uh, I had the fire chief on two occasions, and I... I Everybody who knows me knows how I love Alan Brunacini. But there was the word fuck and my last name in the same sentence. That was not good. <laughs> and I had that twice in my career. And I shriveled down. My arms got real short. I started behaving improperly like a rodent. And because you, you, you wanted to please him. Why? Because he was a leader. He led, and if you disappointed him, it was a big deal. And so that's part of this whole integrity thing is you're doing the right thing in the right place at the right time with little to no real supervision. If you have to manage the details on the fire ground at whatever level you're working at, you're, you're screwed. Oh, you, you can't will do never, it. Never ever get on top of the way. You can't. Ever. No, you can't do it. If you think about the fire grounds that we've been on, and you're watching somebody cut a hole, or you're 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 listening on the radio, and you're you're hearing what's going on on the inside, you have to trust that they're doing exactly what they said they're doing as they were trained to do it. That's what when you when you. Build the system, you build the system, and again, the word integrity, everybody is doing what they said they were going to do 
all the way up and down the line. And the system invested in them to train them to, well, let, let me back up, to pick the right people to lead, right. to in training them how to actually do it and what actually matters and what the expectations are, equipping them in the right way so that they really can do the work. Right. And, and when it's time, uh, you, you just get after it. And, and, it. and the system, I can, I can remember specific times for me begging my, my crew or my crews not to make me manage. Exactly. Please don't put me in the position to have to manage any of this. Take care of it. it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's that old deal. Don't don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Absolutely. And um, every good supervisor, I think, at times is challenged. You just have to know when that that comes up and not not get too crazy about it. And you know, going back to fireground activities. One of the neat things about the system is that as you go up through the ranks, you learn the job before you, and everybody came from the same place. Think about that. Think about the power that that, that, that system is probably as powerful as any you could build. You learn how to take a plug. You learn how to cut a hole. You learn how to lay a line. You learn how to uh, knock down fire. You learn how to search and rescue. You learn these things as you the as you go up through the ranks, <clears throat> and that system is built. It's built on the integrity of everybody doing that job. Can we talk about that system a little more? Can you define that system a little more clearly for people that may not? Because uh, there's going to be people that listen who are firefighters that don't even understand the system or, 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 or even know how it how, how it kind of lays out. Can you guys kind of define what that system looks like? Well, it is a little bit different, I think, in in depending on where you're coming from and where you're working and and uh, um, yeah, yeah, what department you're a part of. So for the Phoenix Fire Department, I know, and a lot of other large metropolitan fire departments, uh, everybody starts at the same level. Everybody is a recruit. Everybody is trained through the same system and knows and learns not only the functional skills and uh, the ability to use all the equipment that we need to be able to, but at the same time, you're taught the culture. And at the same time, you're taught uh, um, how you're going to be expected to act and behave. And you're taught that, you're taught that directly by things you're, that you're told, and you're taught that indirectly by how you're treated by the organization and how you're treated during training and, 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 and that. So um, that, you know, for, from my perspective, that's, you know, we have high expectations. We, we should always have really high expectations. But how I communicate and how I teach and how I invest in, in, in a recruit um, matters uh, completely. And that will – because you are training the next training officers. Right. You're training the next uh, people who are going to represent that idea. So it's a pretty big responsibility. So for our system, the fire chief started at the bottom. And in the in Phoenix, it's always been that way. And I, man, I hope it's always stays that way. Um, and and I think in a lot of other metropolitan fire departments, it's been that way at least for the the majority. I can, I know the FDNY and in Chicago and 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 others are are, are definitely that way. But there are some other large cities that have brought in outside folks to actually run their organization that didn't start. And and I think those people, even one of them is my best friend in the world. And you you go into a system like that uh, at a disadvantage. And so. We, in our system, that's kind of the way it is. So what John is talking about is uh, 
that integrity and that ownership of a lot of things of of the work we do, how we do the work, and then the culture and how we behave and how we how, how we care for our community and how we care for the city and how we care for our stuff and each other. Um, that all gets taught in the very beginning, and that should be foundational uh, with you as you move through the organization and as you promote and as you get more responsibility and you know sometimes that, uh, more authority, I guess, comes with that. Um, so it's a big, big deal, and it, and it has everything to do with the topic of integrity, right? Because mm-hmm. you, we can't forget that. We can't change that. We can't, uh, you know, you can't selectively mind erase uh, certain people uh, from you know, your behavior or anybody else's behavior in, in an organization. So um, there should be that line between hazard zone and, and the work and the politics and right, the, right. The, the all the other things that come into to that. So does that explain? Yeah, so, so that gets one side of it, but there's but, but there's another side of it that is the instant command system. Hmm. So like, like to break that down is on any incident – no matter how large or or how small, there's always going to be one person that that is in charge. Yeah. So the incident command system doesn't sleep. It's it's running constantly. The, when there's not incidents and there's not things going on, the alarm room actually manages and owns the responsibility of incident command. And then when we get dispatched on calls, there's uh, somebody. When whenever somebody shows up on a call, somebody is in charge. Right. And if it's a single engine company response, then it's that company officer. If it's uh, you know it's if it's half the fire department sh- going on an incident. There's usually, or there will always be one person in charge. Typically, it's that first in company officer, and then it's passed off to that initial arriving chief officer. And that chief officer then owns that responsibility of being the incident commander, of being the uh, basically the highest ranking person uh, in the fire department at that time. And they're responsible for not only taking care of whatever the issue is and managing the community and, and helping Mrs. Smith and doing all the human things that we should be doing, but they're also there for uh, responsible for the work and the workers. No matter what it is, fire, um, um, violent incident, um, uh, um, mass shooting, whatever it is, like there, there is that one person that's in charge of that whole system. That and that system gets gets broken down into several pieces where people can share that work, so it makes it manageable and easy and safer and everything else, right? Absolutely. And we should all be working on the same sheet of, mu- a sheet of music. We should all have the same glossary, being speaking the same language, having the same common operating picture, and being able to communicate effectively so that everybody understands uh, what the IC is seeing, what their plan is, so they can actually execute it, and then feeding that information back to the IC appropriately. So there's, yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot to it. Yeah, there's like like so so when we refer to IC or ICS from that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that overall umbrella structure that actually uh, allows the incident to roll out safely and efficiently and work to get done and people to actually have accountability to either uh, a chief in a sector or um, a chief directly stuff like that. So one of my favorite quotes about incident command is actually from John. It's the incident command system, no matter how large the incident, actually draws a direct connection from the incident commander to the firefighter on the end of the nozzle. And there is always a pathway for that those two for for communication to go both ways. That's a great big shift it, definition. It <laughs> uh, it also along the along the same lines is what it does is it eliminates competing. Uh, competing processes on the same fire ground. 
when I taught around the country, when I, when I, one of the things that I saw, and it was very, very common, is if you don't have a strong instant command system, when you arrive on the scene as a company officer, what tactical position do you want? You want the best one there. Well, guess what? Everybody's thinking the same thing. <laughs> so you end up competing for, the, for, the, for those tactical positions, and uh, there's no room on the fire ground. It's not a competition. It's not Olympics. It's a job. And sometimes you get the nozzle. Sometimes you get the plug. Sometimes you get the hose, sometimes you don't. And that instant command system makes sure that that, that, is, that that system is not violated, that you don't have two companies on a scene competing for both command and tactical positions. There's some research that indicates that that is one of the ways one of the bigger ways that firefighters lose lives on the fire ground. Take 100, 100 fatalities a year, approximately. There's a large portion of those where um, people get lost on the fire ground. And they're not big fire grounds. Some of them are houses. A lot of them are houses. This morning, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, lost a, a lieutenant in a three-story a house um, that... I don't even think it's 3,000 square feet. Yeah. Damn. So, you know, it's, it's, um, I, I think you could tell that I have a, um, a great admiration for the system because I know what it looks like. And when it works, it's magic. It really is. Um, it's, it's just really something to be a part of. And, there's something that's learned, and I don't know if it's taught or if it's learned, um, because they are they're two different things. But a good instant commander learns how big to make the event. If it's a small deal, then you have a, a small structure. If it's a big deal, you make a big structure. Have you ever been on a fire ground where somebody's making a big deal out of something that was nothing? Never. <laughs> <laughs> That happens? <laughs> what happens is that instant commander loses street credit. Yeah. And people learn that this instant commander is a friggin' joke. You're right. Now, it doesn't make him, he's still the IC, but now, now instead of leading, he has to manage. Well, how do you manage looking through a, a, a five by eight window? And you're looking at 80 firefighters. How do you manage that? You don't manage that. You put people in a position to, to in, in, in smaller segments to manage and lead. So, so. what, what <clears throat> creates um, the sheet music for a good um, incident command uh, scenario, let's say? So like, 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 like what are the things that go into making that instant command system work as beautifully as it should? Because we're going to go to the other side of that and talk about what fucks that up. Okay. Um, I'll take a stab at that one. Please. Uh, when, you, when you come on the job, and Chris mentioned this, we all start out in the same spot. We have an RTO. We look up to that RTO. We 
thank God every single day that we got a job that we probably competed for for several years in some cases. And we learned how to take a plug. And I talked about this a little earlier, but as you go up through the system and, and answer your, your question, if, if you get a system where people are put in place where they understand the work, understand how long it takes to, to cut a hole, understand what a building looks like when you're getting good conversion, understand uh, fire ground behavior, um, and at every level when they get, when they, because the, the work, the workers are the ones that are doing the work. That's why they call them the workers. <laughs> Profound. And so if if you understand what they're doing as an instant commander or a sector officer or a captain, and you understand what that work looks like when it's done properly, and those people are in place, layered up through the, the, the system all the way up to the IC, that's the magic. So if I can... Kind of break that down for for the bee shitters that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so so a system where everyone knows their job, they're trained well to do it. They have a captain or a chief that understands the work that has been there before, so that has the experience, the time in the shoot, and the and hasn't forgotten what that work looks like to to be able to empower and get those people uh, what they need to be able to do it. And really, it's it it, it sounds like for me, and you guys correct me it. If I'm wrong, to be able to make that system work, it, it, it takes a qualified person that knows themselves, knows their job, and knows everybody else's job um, better than, than, than maybe some of those people to make that thing move as it should move. Because from what I've seen on Firegrounds is when someone doesn't have the time, experience, training, or knowledge to be able to pull that off, they fuck it up. Yeah, and along, along the same line, the, the, uh, getting back to the, the integrity of it, and uh, wanting people to go home because at the end of the day, we all have families and we want to go home and, and exploit the pension system, which I'm doing a hell of a job doing. Awesome. <laughs> um, I got 10 years in running. I'm going to deplete every bit of resources <laughs> the state has. Fantastic. <laughs> but as, as you, when you look at a system that's operating properly, what happens is... Um, Take a, a ladder captain. A ladder captain is watching his crew cut a hole. That ladder captain is probably wanting to grab that saw because who cuts a hole better than them? Fucking nobody. You. You can do it. It's you. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, when you're on the street as a battalion chief watching that hole being cut, you're a layer of safety because the further you get from the work, the more reduced you are from doing the actual work, the more concerned you are about the workers. Less control you have, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so I have to trust you to do what you say you're doing and do it safely. How do I get your trust? I'm that ladder captain on that roof. How, how do I instill that trust in you to trust me to make sure I'm doing, I should be doing what I'm doing? We have a relationship prior to the event. That's the first thing. Like you took we, me to dinner or? Uh, well, 
some of it with dancing. Clo- yeah, some of it with clothes on. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, not all of it. All right, but some. We got to warm up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you have to stretch and stuff before you get into that. Right. You pull a hammy. <laughs> but but um, uh, yeah, we have a relationship. I know your crew. You know your crew, and here's what's crazy. Captains know what crews they want to run in with. Cap, that, that, that trust that you're talking about, it's, it's not a secret. Yeah. Now, you don't talk about it openly because of the political part of it. But when you're on the fire ground, we know who the goobers are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of windmakers. And, <laughs> and as an IC, um, believe it or not, I had a um, a goober truck um, within one of the battalions. And oddly enough, I was real careful with how I assigned them. Why? Because I didn't trust that they were going to do the work the way they were taught to do the work. And this old theory about... The, the world doesn't work this way. I'm sorry. Everybody's not the same. Everybody's strengths aren't the same. And if I'm a wise leader, I'm going to find out what you're good at. So going back to your earlier question, I trust you because I know what you're good at, and I know that you will exploit what, what you're good at. And have I been consistent in my actions over time? Do you um, say what you're doing, and and does what you're what you're saying make sense? And, and am I what am I looking at the same movie? Right. If if you say, hey, we've we've again going back to the ladder captain example. Um, hey, I've cut a hole, um, and I've got a good vent, and I say to you. Um, Command to ladder 12, uh, go ahead and get off the roof and let me know when you're off. Um, that's, a, that's perfect. That is perfect. The problem is, is when we don't do, and you said you wanted to get into this, you talk about examples of shit getting fucked up. <laughs> I've been to a few. And I can tell you almost without question that that happens because either they were couldn't do the job or were unwilling. In either case, you 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 you're not you don't get to play on a fire ground that I have any control over. Do you agree with with that trust and how that's built? Yeah. So I, I I'd like to look at it from a different perspective. Is so you asked John how you uh, gain his trust. Uh, I think it's important for command officers to understand they've got to gain their crew's trust exactly. as well. And so you do that by um, being the same person every day, managing your uh, managing and leading incidents the same way every single time with the same expectations and being really clear and really, really upfront. Consistent. Uh, yeah, about what, what it is that I want out of you. Right. Uh, demonstrating I care about you. I may not like you even, How but, do you I, show that? but I still care about you. How do you show and, besides putting your hand on my ass, how do you, how do you show me that you care? Yeah, showing up and, and showing up, investing in them, in their education, investing in their training, actually having high expectations. I think that's a and big part. And being honest. Yeah, well, honesty is a huge thing. And, and, and the communication of when they did well, 
being very upfront about that and when they don't do well. Be very upfront about that. I only that. want to be told when I do awesome. Can you hold? You only want to? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> well, you know. Well, when it happens, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah. it's, been, it's been 14 years. It's been quiet. <laughs> You're shutting yourself up for failure. <laughs> Every damn time. No, you know what? I, I, I think that the workers, those who we supervise, those who we lead, I think they want us to be honest with them in a kind way. I mean, you don't have to climb up somebody's just uh, – you, you do not want them to leave – feeling less than whole but if you tell them and i've been on a few i was and here's here's a real real world example i'm i'm in a meeting with steve cries and we get a fire where um it's last name dakota yes falls to the roof we get there about the time of the post-incident critique and the critique's going on and during the critique, the officer in, uh, in charge, who was also the IC, says, well, I want to let you guys know that, you know, we did a good job here and nobody got hurt. And I look over at Cries, and, I'm, and, I'm, and as near as I can tell, Steve said, you need to do something. I didn't have my miracle there with me. If you've ever been around <laughs> Did Steve. you see his mouth move? <laughs> but I, he, he, was, he, was, he was actually... Uh, more animated than normal. Is he a and, low talker? Yeah. <laughs> talk to him. Yeah. You know, I don't know if his son has that trait, but I learned to uh, lip read. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I could tell he, and, and it did, it shocked me. And I didn't want 30 people, 30 members of the Phoenix Fire Department to walk away thinking, number one, that that was good, or saying bullshit that was bad and we weren't told that was bad and they needed to know what what happened and why it happened and because somebody who had been on a roof and and watched that what happened they had violated a a task level job i mean they had done they had made a critical error on on the roof that's why Coda fell through, not because he was stupid or dumb or anything like that, because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing, and it wasn't necessarily his fault totally. I'm not blaming him for that, but I do have a, a case of the ass when you grab that, that kid and everybody around him and you say, hey, good job, nobody got hurt. Bullshit. That w- uh, and. and <laughs> You know, again, I guess there were times where people walked away and they didn't want to invite me to lunch. But damn it, that is not a good job. And that's exactly what I said. Is I said, stop, time out. And I'm 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 a convict on a weekend pass. I wasn't <laughs> even there. But it was as a shift commander. It's my job to make sure that. You don't leave this fire this fire ground thinking that we did this thing good. We didn't do it well. And I started out by saying, please do not leave this do not leave here today thinking that it's okay to vent a roof with a human body. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> we don't train that way. Um, 
you know, if we did, we'd have a hell of a lot less recruits, I think. You know, <laughs> well, we'd have less people signing up. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel confident in that. Yeah. Well, so, John, so interestingly enough, um, the uh, saying that and the problem that I think a lot of bosses experience in being able to communicate that off, uh, often is because there is a worry that you're tying – today's performance sucked or was dangerous or you scared the shit out of me where somebody almost had a really, really bad outcome ties uh, somehow has to be tied to how I feel about you personally or how you don't like me or you don't, uh, you don't respect me. No, you can actually make a mistake. People who I respect have made mistakes and I still respect them. Absolutely. And their response to that Actually helps me respect them more. Typically, and do you don't you don't you agree with that that you know what you did do a good job? Oh yeah, for sure. Like most, I think most people that are self driven, self motivated people, like we're the harshest critics. You know, it's of part of our it's yeah. part of our DNA, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. And when 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 you run up a, a nine second uh, forty, and the coach hits you t- and he says, uh, "Hey, that." That's pretty good. You know it's not good. Yeah, if you're racing a fucking tortoise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, and and again, you were talking about respect and street credit, um, integrity. All these things are tied in a in a real large part with. There are times when you have to be honest, um, and then there are times when you when you can. <laughs> You could fudge a little bit, but fireground activities, if we're going to take this work seriously, which we should, and we see something that is fucked up, and we say we did a good job, that's fucked up. Yeah. You, the, the, when you think about it, the, the times that you want to learn the most, the times that you're the most focused, is right after an event. Yeah, right after you fucked up. <laughs> or did well, yeah, right, yeah. and 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 when you do well, and those and it, and it happens, uh, a wise leader sees that and says, "That was a great job." I'm I'm serious. That was a great job, um, man. You talk about getting pumped because that 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 subordinate knows that you meant it. That it's. That you're not trying to win favor, you're trying to you're trying to be honest with them and make them better. I always knew when I messed up. I had a captain call me at one time. Uh, this is many many years ago, but I learned an important lesson. We're going to burn the roof off off this. Uh, it was a shake shingle, and I'm pulling ceiling like crazy, like we're going to put it out. Unsheeted shake. I mean. Might as well have threw a bomb in there. Bunch of matches. Oh, man, it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, there was fire all over the place. Well, I didn't know that we were going to burn the roof off. I thought we were actually going to put it out. And I was just a young guy. And so I'm pulling ceiling like crazy. And my captain comes to me, and he says, uh, John, go out and get some uh, salvage covers. Man, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm pulling ceiling. These guys are drop putting water on it, and so uh, like a good subordinate, I said, "You're shitting me." <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And he says, he said, no, I'm not shitting you. So uh, I go out and get salvage covers, and we cover everything up. We burn the roof off like this old captain knew we were going to. And when we get back to the station, I know that we're going to have another conversation. <laughs> and uh, he calls me in the room, and he says, uh, need to talk to you about that. And I, I'm apologizing before he ever sits down. <laughs> I, I'm on my knees in my in my in my best blues, um, and he says, "Don't ever challenge me on a fire ground again." We didn't lose our relationship. Guess what? I never challenged him again on a fire ground because <laughs> I was afraid that he was actually serious. <laughs> he was, so, yeah, he was yeah. Fucking serious. So he was. So back to that 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 reinforcement and that positive stuff is uh one thing i'm finding to be fairly powerful is not simply telling a crew or crews or whoever they did a good job is tell them they did a good job and here's why it was a good job or here's exactly what you did that was good because it does one thing it it reinforces that and hoping that you know at some other point when they see whatever is happening they can actually do that again they can replicate you know legitimately what's happening and then it, and then it, and then it also. Uh, um, I think I, I think the crews really like it when they're positively re- reinforced, or or they know when they did a good job based on because they did a good job or because it was luck. Right. And if we can define between the two, because you can't replicate luck, I can't teach luck, I can't it, not none of that. So say it's okay to be lucky. I'll take luck. But uh, when they do well, this is why you exactly did well, and this is why it mattered, and this is what whatever element it was you kicked ass at. Do it again. So be specific in your feedback, mm-hmm. whether whether they they did good or bad. Because if you're not, and you give a general good job, or you fucked up, and there's nothing to back that up, right? That that subordinate or that worker or whatever you guys want to call it, they don't know, right? Yeah. Well, on the negative side, I, I equate it to a cowardice. It's it's if you don't have the ability to sit down and say, hey man, I think that sucked, and this is why I think it sucked, right. and these this is the foundation and the background to it. I don't think you suck. I think the work you just did sucked, yeah. and um, and this is what it is. And and oftentimes when we hold grudges or we're silent about stuff, and there's no direct feedback, legitimate or not, it's you 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 might as well just run your your uh, your, your credibility and your and uh, what people think of you through the shredder. Well, because yeah. those instant commanders shit. and shift commanders, that instant command system, that is the playbook that we run off of, right? Exactly. And I can have a fucking bad game. Like, Damn man, straight. I fucking, I suck exactly. today, man. Like, I didn't do well. And as as my boss, coach, whatever, that, that's executing that playbook, I got to be open enough to say, like, hey, you know what? I did fuck that up. And man. you know what? Along those same lines is is the 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 bigger, better more seasoned ICs also allow you to say something to them. In other words, um, the IC may have fucked up. and That never happens. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> never, never. I, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Not no, on your watch. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if, if, if you... As an IC or a sector boss or a or a, a captain, you give an order that is unclear or can be taken a couple 
different ways and you don't get the, the, the outcome you want, that's on you. That's not on the, on the person doing the work. Um, and I've seen it. I've, I've seen where companies are confused. I've seen where sectors are confused as to um, what, what you, you basically control them through position and, and function. That's the way you control a fire ground. Maybe they're in the right place, but they don't know what it is you want them to do. Or you're giving them mixed messages or, yeah, there's a... There's a ton of things that, that everybody in the organization, and I'm, when I say the organization, I'm talking about the, the uh, instant command system, has an opportunity to learn. And I don't know that I ever ran a perfect fire. I, I don't, I mean, I don't remember ever going home trying to kiss my own ass. Well, I did, but, but, yeah, but not, it was, had nothing that, right? to do with yeah. the fire. Yeah. Yeah. That, right? yeah, that, that was, that's a separate yeah. thing. That's me time. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's that. alone time. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I think that, that there are times when you get very close to hitting the mark, and you ought to feel good about it. Um, and... So this trust thing, uh, we haven't talked a lot about uh, the safety aspect of it, which is the biggest part of it. But this stuff we're talking about has everything to do with that part. I agree. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'd written a couple notes uh, while... uh, Oh, I thought those were stick figures. With <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, I don't know what this one stick figure bent over means. So, it's you walking so, down a hallway with a light. Uh, <laughs> huh. I I was going to mention. Um, what do you do as an incident commander? What do you do when you have somebody on a on a fire ground, particularly an active one that's escalating, that's not only they're either they either can't do the work or won't do the work, and be, they cross the line between being dysfunctional to the point where they're distractions. They're they're really yeah. They're, they're disrupting the work. They're disrupting the work. Any ideas on how you would handle that? Um, so, well, it depends on the position I can, I can, I guess I can personally speak to it as a company officer specifically because I've had disruptive ICs and the captains manage that the captains actually all the, all the tactical level bosses of that incident, uh, because they're typically know what's understand what's going on and understand what they need to do. They end up building that internal communication system where they're managing it themselves and really doing everything they can to tune out what's happening above them. Uh, does that make it more dangerous for them? Hell yeah, it does. Does that make it, uh, are they having to work harder because of an inept, uh, position, you know, it happens to be a key one as the incident commander. Uh, hell Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely is. But we have grown strong enough and competent enough and invested enough uh, in our company officers that they can when it when it happens. You don't you want to do that? You know, you want your you want to build a system where that happens a minimal amount of time. Well, the reason I asked the question is because here's what you don't hear in the system. There's a piece of the system 
that allows you to protect yourself. The incident commander does not have the right to kill you or harm you or cause your crew to be harmed or killed. And I used to, when I, when I, when I teach recruits, I would tell them, when you walk out of this building, you will have the minimum amount of skills to go home to your family the next morning. But here's the kicker. They leave the academy, and let's say they go work for a weak boss. Who protects them? Themselves, right? Yeah. yeah. Themselves. In the, at the end of the day, you have the permission to protect yourself. Now, fire chiefs, uh, instant commanders, they may get a case of the ass over that. But I'd rather have my boss have a red ass than my wife have to bury my ass, if that makes sense. 100%. And so um, they're, they're, it's not taught, but it should be as part of the deal. You, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, I may take you out of the game. But you have a right to save your own skin. And any IC worth a damn is going gonna, is gonna to have a conversation with you about that. But they won't ever infringe on that. No. No. And I think our guys... Who's ever listening to this? I'm a I'm a I'm a command guy. I'm a I'm a guy that believes in the system. I'm a guy that that uh, tries to do what he's told, and tries to get people to do what I want them to do. I'm that guy. Having said that, if I give you a really stupid order because I don't know something that's going on that you do, and you say, "Hey, chief." We can't we can't do that safely or whatever, or like what Chris said is, you get down to the where the task level stuff's going on. There's no instant commander that knows it better than those people doing the work. You are there, and um, again, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but damn it, if we don't put the premium on the work and the workers, the system doesn't mean it's not worth it's not worth the paper that's printed on that's a really interesting game as you move up in the organization mm -hmm. wouldn't you say mm -hmm. so can battalion chiefs have ineffective shift commanders absolutely oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely and it's the organization's responsibility give me an organizational chart and i'll we'll we'll start naming names <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And, 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 and it's a whole separate podcast well and any and, and do that in any snapshot of time Right. For our for our fire department, right. any snapshot of time from from 1978 to 2019, at any point you could have done that. And oh we sure, could, we could. Yeah, we could really talk crazy. Almost as good as when promotional lists come out. Right, right. <laughs> um, but well, see the the uh, the smart people didn't leave, and the dumb people didn't stay. There's smart people that are are in the organization, and there's like like. The group that I came on with, um, we were about 50-50. Some of us could, could actually eat an ice cream cone without getting it all over ourselves. <laughs> Still trying to learn how to do that. <laughs> but, but having said that, 
it's pretty much the same. You know, I, I, I worked for some people that I felt like I could outperform, but you have to survive that system long enough to get in a position to protect yourself. And I'm not, I'm not uh, at all saying, hey, promote as far as you can promote. What I'm saying is get, get a position, get good at it, like it, um, uh, respect it. And I think the, the, from the newest recruit to the fire chief, I, I honestly believe that we're all important, every single one of us. Um, unfortunately, they don't give you uh, a bigger brain when you promote. So, yeah. you know, in the system... But it, it gets, does cause bigger egos, which has right, the converse reaction right. to brains. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen people with abnormally large heads that didn't have a very big brain. So it, it's not something you you're looking at one right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're staring one right in the eye right now. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it, it it again. There's this is probably one of the few things that in in public service that we could do, where politics is a major player, but it cannot play it on the fire ground. It just can't. Right. And I'll give you an example of one. I wanted to share this with you because it's, it's, it shows you how high um, it can go where somebody fouls it up. <clears throat> we had an incident is quite a few years ago. I was a pretty new IC, and we get the real deal. It's, um, we have five respiratory codes in a fire that's still advancing. Yeah, it was three-story apartments, three right, Three-story apartments. Yeah, fire in the middle floor, if I remember right. Yep. Yep. And so we're going at it. And I mean, from the task level to the tactical level, our, our strategy was correct. It was really good. It was as good as you could expect. Second I mean, alarm, third alarm? How big is this? Yeah, so it was a second alarm. I, from what I remember, right. the the biggest challenge on the front end is you've got a fire that's hauling ass and that's extending up and and out, and they're pulling people out of this thing left and right. So you're and losing you're losing the fire attack. Yeah, they're doing exactly what they ought to be doing. So paint that picture a little bit more clear. There's how many. Per, fire personnel on that scene. So initially, as well, initially you're looking at one or two companies. So you're looking at eight, potentially ten. eight to nine, eight, right. eight to ten people, right? right. And uh, and but there's more work than eight and ten people can manage. So how do you how do the incident commander that the initial IC is the company officer and and John is the as the secondary IC? How do you start prioritizing that work? Then you get five victims. Yeah, and that and, and which trumps everything, right? right? Well, it does, and um, so you address you address the obviously you address the five codes, which by the way, they all lived, wow. every single one of them. But this fire's advancing, and I believe I was a yeah, I was probably a deputy chief. Um, my boss comes to me. And taps on the window. In the middle of it, right? Yeah. I mean, this thing is, we're in the middle of the second quarter trying to figure out how we're going to, before halftime. Right. <laughs> and um, taps on the window, and he's my boss. 
And I rolled down the window and he says, hey, John, I need, need for you to give me a report. Throw the window right back up. <laughs> I did. That's what I would have done. Fuck you. I'm managing no. 60 people right now. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I started thinking about other jobs that I would like to do on the fire department. Because <laughs> I was pretty sure that I was going to get scolded severely. And I was thinking that, um, you but, know. But why was it worth it? To you, like, 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 why was that worth it for you to stay present where you're at and what you were doing at that exact moment? Because of the integrity of that system could not be breached at that moment in time. Why? Who would it have cost, John? Well, it would, it, it, the, uh, the, if you compromise the work, and that was probably one of the most significant fires that we made a difference that I was a yeah. part of. If you compromise the work at that moment, I might not be able to say, hey, we had five saves. And we didn't lose the building. Right. We did not lose the building. But your need to keep your crews and those citizens safe, outranked, whatever the fuck that person needed at that time, right? Right. And and the, 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 the person that drove me there um, was a battalion chief and a good one, a well-respected one. And I roll up the, the window on my boss. <laughs> like, fuck, I wish I could see that. And, that had to be awesome. And, <laughs> and uh, he's standing there, and I looked over at, and I, and I can tell you who this was, Virtus Castleberry. Speaking of big heads. It, 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 that is an enormous doodle. Oh. <laughs> but I said to Virtus, I said, uh, before I get fucking reassigned, will you go out and, and fix this for me? <laughs> Smart. And, That's a good move on your part. And he and and he was helping me. So I lose a support officer because a ranking official makes it about him. And um, I've never talked to him about it. Um, and it's like Chris said earlier. Did he ever talk to you about it? No. Um, <laughs> oh God, I want to know who that is now. No, I. Uh, <laughs> we'll save for offline. No, it. it yeah, it. Uh, um, I didn't get invited to ice cream socials. I quit getting <laughs> Christmas cards. Um, shit, I started sucking my thumb. It was fucked up. But men like you and leaders like you are are, are the ones that the workers respect because coming from the military and in the things I've done, I fucking completely appreciate a guy that's willing to lay his neck out there, maybe get it chopped off. To make sure that I stay safe, that I go home, and that my family gets to see. You know, and I appreciate that. And I, um, again, it goes back to the system allows you, we don't talk about it much, but the system allows you to to be smart, to save yourself. And um, I was, I felt that the, the integrity of the system was being challenged to the point that I would rather explain why I was insubordinate than explain to those families why we ended up killing two or three people. It's just, it's, it's a lot easier to just say, yeah, I, you know, I ignored you. And, and by the way, fuck you. And guys like that, whoever came to that window, I don't think, I don't know who this person is. So, but to me, I started looking, looking on the end, like listening to this conversation, you're someone that doesn't fucking get it. 
Like you don't understand no. the the brevity or the intensity of what's going on. Like you're in the zone, you're running at that time. There's 60 members on the fire ground plus whatever, five to 10 victims. Like you're in charge of 70 people. You're in the zone. You're hitting all your, your benchmarks. You're making sure people are doing what they have to do. You're getting the right reports that you need. You have a competent BC like Virtus next to you, this asshole or whoever it is, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going to break the rhythm of you being in the zone because they can't listen to fucking radio traffic. Right. And, 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 and what makes it worse is exactly what you said is when that incident is over and I'm not the IC anymore, guess who's my IC? The guy that I roll the window up on. Yeah. And so it's tricky. And that's and this is the thing that you and I talked about a lot, Chris, is is how do you how do you maintain that that clarity that honesty that that integrity to 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 the point where the people that you're in charge of or so-called managing understand that you are going to do the best you can for them not easy it's not easy Uh, so one thing i'd like to point out is so that is a learned skill. What you did, John, was learned. You didn't, you didn't make that up. You didn't, yeah. Well, but the timing of the, maybe not the defiance, but the timing of the defiance and the, and the, the, the righteousness of the defiance. So I would say that previously you, and I, I certainly know I have, been taught, number one, what's important. And, and then the ability to actually uh, organize and prioritize and make clear decisions on when I'm actually going to engage in stupidity and when I'm not. And um, I think that's an underutilized or it's an undertaught element of our job in today's environment that we need to spend some more time talking about uh, if I show up as the, as, the, as the boss that day and I do something stupid like knock on the window and you have that reaction, what the conversation afterward, afterward uh, starting with Virtus and then you should be, God damn it, man, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, the, I, 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 didn't, I should not have done that. And, uh, and so, yeah, a boss apologizing would have, would have been an interesting way for that to end. It doesn't happen a lot. And, and, but we need to teach our bosses, our leaders, the ability to recognize that stuff and do what's right in the moment, not, not, uh, not what your boss wants out of you in the moment. Right. And, and you'd mentioned that, that um, we talked about this earlier is we don't have too many secrets from each other. Everybody kind of knows where they came Ain't from. Ain't no secrets. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. yeah it, it's pretty hard to keep a secret. Yeah. And um, everybody kind of knows everybody. And so when somebody with, with credibility shows up or integrity, um, or better yet, somebody shows up that can teach you something, you know, I've, I've talked to Chris about this a bunch, is how do we learn? How do we learn? We learn by being around people who are exceptional. That's how we learn. Common theme. If, if you're... If you're t- Positively exceptional and negatively <laughs> exceptional. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> They're outside of the, bo- the, the boundary on both sides. <laughs> it all goes with the territory. <laughs> but um, I'm, 
it bothers me, and you know who I'm talking about. Everybody knows these guys or gals, where they're the smartest person in the room every time. They don't have any credibility. You can't be that smart. No. And you're a fireman. So how smart yeah, are you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you I wear mean, a helmet and you have your name on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. By <laughs> definition, you are not smart. Right. And your rank is, yeah. In, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I give right. Dennis right. Hilburn full credit for that. <laughs> exactly. And I can remember, I can remember um, Chief Brunacini, who I think is one of the smartest men I ever met, sit in a room like this and ask a question and in a real way, wants your answer, wants to learn from you. Now, that system's going to be stronger if we do that. And it's about that ego thing and leave it. But that's the perfect world. We have to live in the real world. And how do you live in the real world is, is you, you exploit the best out of yourself, out of your crews, those around you as best you can. Tolerate the weaknesses where they appear. Try to survive that moment where you t- where you make a, a, a fireground choice over a polit- political choice. See, the politically right thing for me to do at that moment was to open the door and blow them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just get real sloppy. Right, yeah. Um, that would have been probably... Like I, you mean it. I, yeah, 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 like I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, that that might have got me another bugle. right. But I might have a want to redo on that. <laughs> no, it, 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 die it, on your feet it, rather it, than live on your knees. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And um, that that system that we keep talking about. When you see these major players, and 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 they could be, for me, when I was uh, working at Ladder Nine, the major player was my engineer. He was my guy. He was the guy that I, I trusted. He was the guy that I ran both my good ideas by and my bad ideas. And, and I, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. There is nothing. Can you name that guy? There, huh? Can you name that guy? Buzz. Oh, Buzz Jessen. Yeah. yeah. Just as strong as they come. And I'll tell a story a on Buzz. Name. Somebody's going to have to wake him up because I heard he's a vegan now. Uh, guy could do green chili like nobody's. Been yeah, he doesn't before. make uh, um, chili rianos anymore. No, man, that's. Uh, <laughs> but um, he could do things with a ladder tender. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jeff Gordon shit, <laughs> and um, so particularly when the uh, apparatus floor was wet, and the story I got to tell you, it's true is. He was, he was scaring me, and I'm supposed to supervise him and keep him from going in diagonally. And so I said, hey, Buzz, i got to talk to you for a minute. And I said to him, the last thing I want to do is lose your friendship or your respect. But I said, you're scaring the shit out of me, and we got to stop this stuff with the ladder tender. I don't think you can – the, the only thing left is to roll it. And he was great about it. And that goes back to, to, to trying to be honest with people. He's one of my dearest friends. Can you imagine bringing one of your dearest friends in who's teaching me how to be a captain, who's an engineer, and, I mean, he could open up. You, he was... <laughs> 
too much. Guy, guy, the guy was like a, a uh, you, you get a mangled car, fuck the tools. He's in, he's in there like a beaver. Just shape. I mean, he was he was a machine, a good fireman, and um, I just don't know how much of that goes on. And and it has to do with we talked earlier about long before you and I ever have to go to the game, we're going to practice. You're going to know what I'm weak at. I'm going to know what you're weak at. I'm going to I'm going to exploit your strengths, um, cover your weaknesses. And you're going to do the best for me, or best you can for me. And that's what you want is you know you're doing it right when those who you're trying to lead really don't want to disappoint you. And what I'm hearing from you is the same exact story, whether you're a captain, whether you're a battalion chief, whether you're a deputy chief. It Doesn't sounds matter. like to you, you're saying consistency, take care of the workers. Make sure you have integrity. Make sure you're honest. Because it sounds like to me, and, and I didn't know your career like, like like I knew you like on the backside of your career. Like it took a lot of time for you to develop those people and to buy into those people, whether it be guys on your crew or uh, your actual battalion, um, for those people to be able to get to the point to where they could trust you. And and for you to sit to one of your best friends down and say, hey, dude, you're going to fucking kill us. Like, can you stop yeah. the bullshit, please? Like, yeah, right. This, this is getting ridiculous. Right. So... Yeah, and, and uh, what you just said there's a mouthful because it's a work in progress. The day I left, I was still working on that very thing. I promise you that. I believe I, that. I, I, believe I, that. I, I never felt like um, – I've been around a few people that actually uh, – they're going to be translated. They're not even going to die. They're just going to be lifted with the fire and stuff. They're that good. I wasn't that guy. Right. I, I, uh, you know, you think you weren't others, <laughs> others think that well, you are. I'd argue. Yeah. Well, for sure. I, I looked at those guys and they have names and faces. And when we turn this thing off, we'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, they, they, uh, uh, damn it. They're dangerous. Yeah. Seriously. They're dangerous. Be, for, for, if for no other reason, they think they got it, and you know they don't. Um, and you've seen them. So. Well, Hover says it, right? There's two kinds of people in this world, those that know they're fucked up and those that, that don't. Which one's more dangerous? Those fuckers are dangerous. They have, they have yeah. no clue. They're, they're, in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, John, to your point earlier about polit- uh, politics in, our, in the hazard zone, uh, it... One thing that I think our 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 bosses need to understand, whether they're whether they're battalion chiefs uh, or, or or company officers, is the politics side of it. It does matter. You cannot avoid it. It is it is ever present, no matter what. But very few. Well, I, I guess I don't. I, I can't ever think of anybody who has physically died because of politics. They figuratively died, and they're they're, yeah. they're not doing the things they, they want to uh, or, or they had had envisioned for themselves. Um, but on the fire ground, the reason why it actually really, really matters is that's because where people really die. That is where lives are changed forever. Uh, and 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 I can think of all the ones in my career that 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 we've that we've laid witness to and and had our hands on and participated in. Uh, the biggest one being Brett 
It's not it, it's not bigger than anybody else dying, but it, it actually caught, created the most change, the most positive right, impact right, of what right. happened. Um, is that those are the real outcomes. And right now, we tend to be paying attention to other outcomes and that aren't real. This is the, re- the reality of it. The work is actually trying to help. <laughs> City Charter says we're here to save lives and save property. Mm-hmm. And that's the work. Fire department doesn't exist without that doing that work. And so, and in that, if we aren't good at it, if we don't do it right, and if we don't actually make a commitment and make it a priority, uh, people absolutely have the ability to die. Yeah, and I, I like, I like um, the way you put it because it's you're not you're not overemphasizing. It's it's the real deal, and. I think it's good that a group of guys like us, every now and again, remind all of us, including ourselves, why we really are here, why they're paying us, why I am just un, just, it's unbelievable to me how lucky I was, and and I've spent ten years basically stealing. I don't do much. I mean, I raise chickens and. You know stuff like that. And Bosco I've, doesn't uh, feel the yeah, same I, way. I got it. I got a little little terrier that I love more than <laughs> he's a little Boston terrier. I love him more than two and a half of my kids. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it it does my heart good to know that there's people like yourselves who he's talking about Chris. This no, I know about, he's looking at him. talking about you that that give a shit about what's really important. And I, the, the, the second floor does all the things, I hope they do all the things to allow guys like us to continue to do what we do. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't experienced that. So I, like, I'm, like I'm a new captain, like I've been a captain for almost three years now or stuff like that. I know what I can affect in, in, in my realm, I do. Um, outside of that, we're and I'm not beating up on anybody or, or trashing anybody, but we're in a weird time right now. Uh, there's the guys that have the experience like you um, have left. So there's a new generation of chiefs coming up that are trying to figure that out. Um, and I don't know um, how they figure it out, when they figure it out, um, with so much change that's going on. I don't know if we can actually have the experience that we need to do it. Um, there are some great guys coming up and stuff like that, but, but we're just in a, in a transition period where I, you know, I don't know what that looks like, where it looks like. Um, I don't know, honestly, if, if there's anybody out there that would, they would roll a window up on somebody right now, um, you know, to actually, uh, uh, look at something that's that, well, Chris Stewart, maybe, but, but try me. Yeah. For, you know, for that stuff and like the things that you say and the things that you do just in this room, like um, what gives you or what gave you the confidence to just say, fuck it, I'm rolling like the window up on this guy. Like, like why was that? Uh, why were you willing to maybe be reassigned somewhere else and maybe do a job that you didn't want to do? Like, like, like what, what was your motivation for that? Because of my relationship again with you, because you trust me. I've done everything I could do to keep that trust. What happens if all of a sudden I vacate my position and you need something? 
on a fire ground. I've never done that to you before, but I'm doing it now because of politics. Right. How do I explain that to you? Um, I, I would expect you to uh, chip my tooth and knock me out and then beat me up. <laughs> um, it, it just so I think you learn that by um, my mentor who was Alan Brunacini he, he used to say you, you value the work yes sir then you have to value those who do the work yes sir prove it yeah it's words versus actions yeah. we don't very often get the opportunity to actually have our action uh, really, really uh, speak for us, right. and those are the opportunities when you 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 get to actually uh, do what you mean or do what you said. You know, when we we talked about street credit, is every now and again um, you have to do the right thing versus the political thing. That gets out too. There are no secrets. Oh yeah, and I actually had to. Tell the troops, man, don't don't tell that story too many times. <laughs> <laughs> kind of keep that on the down low. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Vernus gets back in the vehicle, and I said, we good? And he says, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Give it a month or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only time will tell. So, um, but, but that's a great question because um, – what I see is exactly what you explained, where um, I want to do, I'm so busy trying to please my boss that I'm not doing my job. Do your job. That's what Because if your job doesn't please your boss, something's fucked up. Your boss is fucked up. Wow. And so... Uh, your boss doesn't understand your job. If you're doing your job and your boss is not pleased, that's a boss problem. And that that's what I would that's what I would encourage throughout the organization is is what I see honestly is I see too there's too much of I'm trying to kiss your ass rather than take care of your ass. And I don't know if I said that right, but I, I, I think it's pretty close to the truth. If, if we're in a room and I'm busy polishing your knob rather than protecting you, something's wrong. In both sides of that coin, whether it's protecting you from doing something stupid or, or, or protecting you by, by helping you and teach you more things to be better at, like, at your job. Right. Like, like there's accountability in two sides of that and, like, and what, you know, what what amazes me is like what you did or, or it sounds like multiple times, not just one, one instance of rolling up a window, but it takes courage. It takes selflessness. And like, as I think guys like you that have come up the ranks and I feel this way, I think Chris feels this way too, is once you promote and the farther you promote higher up that chain, the less it becomes about you every step of the it way. It has to be. It has to be. And, Why? The, pro and the problem is, is when that, is is the reverse, right? Right. right. And that's what we're fighting against. When the, when the just pyramids, in general, in perpetuity, we are always fighting against them. When the pyramid's uh, top side short, the points at the yep. top, yep. it's actually supposed to be the other way around. Right. And um, I I saw, and, and, and 
you'll find this to be true, I think. I don't think this will ever change, is you learn both good and bad behavior by watching. And you learn what you want to be, and you learn what you don't want to be. And to answer your question, I don't know if I did it right, but I tried to do it right. And I tried to do it based on all the way through the organization is I didn't let people kiss up to me at all. I, I, I did not like it. It makes it, it probably makes you uncomfortable. It, it makes very, me fucking very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I didn't do it in turn. Because it's bullshit. And, and, those, <laughs> and those that did, um, yeah, at times they benefited from it in a really weird way. And I told Chris a story, and he knows who I'm talking about. Again, maybe we'll just turn off the mics. <laughs> but I'm going, I'm going to a meeting with Bruno, and this battalion chief, I think, I can't remember if I was a battalion chief or deputy by then. But anyway, um, he sits next to me. And uh, we're in the second row. And he is notorious for blowing the chief. Everybody knows he's going to blow the chief. Poor old Bruno would go home after a meeting with this guy and say, Rita, not tonight. I <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I'm worn I, out. I, I, I'm, I'm beat up. I'm raw. Yeah. Uh, it's too sensitive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, she, and she looks at him and, and says, do you need a cigarette? And he goes, yeah, that's not a bad idea. But uh, this guy was notorious for it. And so I sit next to him. He actually sit next to me. And I look at him and I said, the front row is still available. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, you need to get close to the old man. I said, it's, it's later in the day. And when he starts spraying, I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> and you're sitting close enough that I may get fragged. Yeah, I don't want to be in there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> there's no tarps. There's no salvage covers. There's no nothing. In the system, he could not operate. He couldn't operate on the fire ground. He couldn't operate inside the system. Why? Because nobody trusted him. Because he clearly was about who he is. Had nothing to do with you. Yeah. The work, he'd, he couldn't give a flying rat's ass if he didn't benefit. Well, when you get people like that in the organization, what do you do with them? You just dismiss them. And I'm sorry, but, but um, if, if you're not going to play in the system with some integrity some backbone, then you're not going to. And truthfully, I talked to his crews, thought he was a joke. Well, guess what? He was. He was, he was a joke. How do you help that individual? Or do you just write him off? Or do you try or just write him off? Or like, did people try? And they're like, hey, you know, there's... my way of doing business was, was only marginally successful. But I'd start with uh, making a joke. Right. Um, hey, if you're gonna blow the old man, uh, try to try to, you know, keep the spray on you. And not, <laughs> then it gets more serious. But but um, a lot of times, nothing more than a nudge. It's it's like the story I told Buzz, is Buzz, you've impressed me. You're fucking scaring me, and somebody's gonna. Mentioned, and I don't know how to supervise if you keep it up. And 
we should have videotaped some of it because I didn't know a ladder truck could, or a ladder <laughs> an, LT, an, an LT could do that. I mean, particularly the real tight spins. But um, yeah, and and I think I think you you manage as a supervisor and a subordinate. You have a whole bunch of tools, and you start with the smaller ones, the easier ones, and then if it gets really if it gets really serious. For instance, if you have just flat-ass insubordination on a fire ground where you've got, and, it, and it's happened, all this stuff's happened to me. I'm not making any of it up. Where you look on, the, on, a, on a roof and you've ordered everybody off that roof and you've got two yahoos on the roof and to make matters worse, they're a rescue company. <laughs> Which are the newest members. Uh, ex- <laughs> least experienced. Exactly. Thanks, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. So um, I put him out of service, and I called him to the office, and I basically said, God damn it, you're making me mad at you now. I hate this. And um, it stuck because, and they were great employees. It stuck because I tried to be consistent. Did I always get it right? Hell no. I, I mean, uh, but when you're a complete, utter buffoon, and everybody knows you're a buffoon, you want you want a job like the one they gave me at the end of my career when I kept being disobedient. <laughs> you go into a Is room. that the one with the CPR dummy? Yeah, I... I uh, your secretary. I don't. I, don't I was mean to, well. Know. I was. <laughs> yeah. I was. Um, it was pointed out to me in a, in very clear terms that towards the end of my career, my services were less needed, and so um, I pissed off the second floor. Pretty obvious. And I get this job, which is no job at all. But it was down at where is the dummy at? Fifty. No, I mean I'm talking about the CPR dummy. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, I wanted to narrow yeah, it down. The, the fake dummy. Uh, yeah. It's actually yeah, 57. 57. So they put me at 57, and you were talking about is it worth it? And I'm here to tell you, it is worth it. Um, I went to 57, and I was given a job, which was no job at all, and I was in the best physical shape of my life. Bet your ass you were. Shit, I I I, I could lift a Volkswagen. <laughs> And with, with the engine in it. And um, um, so I'm working out. I'm getting big and strong. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? I could do this probably at my neighborhood gym. That saves gas time and all that. So I'm thinking, now yeah, I better, how am I going to pull this off? So I, this dummy, Andy, is exactly my size and weight. So I dressed him up in my uni. That is awesome. And I put him at the desk. And, <laughs> Fucker uh, got some work done. <laughs> he was doing just as much as I was. <laughs> it was really impressive. <laughs> and um, this went on for quite a while. <laughs> Can you quantify quite a while? <laughs> Months? Months. <laughs> and um, the work was, was progressing along very well. And I get called... Uh, into the principal's office, and I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to get a, an award. Yeah. And um, so I get called in, and and um, it's it's brought up that I'm kind of being a no-show. And I said, not true. I am showing at home every day, and I said, I go work out. 
And I said, my workouts are not an hour and a half. They're more like around six right. with a lunch break. <laughs> and, uh, but the, uh, the dummy gave me away. And so, again, to answer your question, was it worth it? Was it, was it humiliating? Um, yeah, a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. And, and, and to be honest with you, they did what they needed to do. They really did. I, I don't fault them a bit. I, I really don't. Uh, they gave me a new lease on life. My blood work was perfect. Felt <laughs> 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 burn you ever had your whole life. <laughs> yeah, Happy. but I, but I, but I missed, I missed the 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 fire ground. I missed that because that that's what I'd spent my career. That's if I had any good to give. That's where it was at. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, in a. I my assignment was so damn important that I can't even remember what it was. I I remembered uh, didn't get polished. Uh, it was nothing that really wanted to be reproduced. I brought it to Steve Kreis and he basically I think he said something like this is bullshit. And I go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not my best work. Yeah, good thing I did in Cran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When I break the lead on my pencil, I just take a knife and <laughs> go, go from there. But the reason I tell that story is, is, and we've talked about it before, and you were asking people who know me know that um, in some respects, that's the ultimate price, is to take away what you love the most. Absolutely. And, um, but it was, it was worth it for me, for me. It was well, worth. and honestly, like a, like a man like you, you're not going to be able to look yourself in, like in the face if it doesn't go any other way. No. Right? And, 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 like and what I, does taking it away do to the fire department? They lose. Yeah. They, they lose a hundred percent of it because someone wasn't, um, self-actualized enough to put their bullshit to the side and realize Hey, I'm going to bring John, like whatever the issue was, I don't know what it was, bring you into a room and go, hey, motherfucker, like this is what's happening. Uh, can you kind of fucking tone that down just a little bit? Like this is what this is what we're up against now or this is the environment that we're in. We still want you to be John and do your thing, but can we fucking just do it just a little bit differently? Or be yeah. honest and just say, stop scaring me. Yeah. You scare me in meetings. Just like you did with Buzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I and and I would have reacted pretty positively. I, I honestly yeah. I um my wife's told me that many times. You know, <laughs> Weekly. Over, <laughs> over forty five years and she'd walk in the bedroom and go, What what's what's this shit hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> we can't so do we'll, this. We'll get to that. <laughs> but no, it it um uh that's the way you if there is such a word that's the way you manage people is you, you, you go to them in their place and you say, we can't do this. And, um, and I could have been righteous. And I could, I could tell you that it, was, it had to do with an employee on B shift that was, um, uh, let's say, using leave inappropriately. Highly and, dysfunctional. And very dysfunctional, very disruptive. And I was to go talk to this employee and fix this employee. And I'm purposely saying employee for an obvious reason. Yeah. 
And when I get there, I realize that, uh, and I knew it going in that I didn't have any magical powers. Um, and so when I came back and they, and I was asked to do it again, well, I was directed to do it again. That's what I had to call foul ball. I don't, I'm not going to fix this. In fact, this employee abusing their leave benefits us. We don't have to put up with it. So it's a win-win. Why in the world would you want me to change yeah, that? that. <laughs> so, but that was what was important at that moment in time. And all I'm thinking about is I care about what goes on in the fire ground. The other 98% of this, I want to be uh, a good card player, uh, poker. We, we were playing um, uh, field hockey on the uh, <laughs> dangerous sport. Uh, in the uh, apparatus bay, those are the things that were important to me when, when something wasn't on fire or yeah. there wasn't a wreck. That's the stuff I want to be doing. I don't want to be coming to you and going, hey, man, you're taking too much leave. So it, it just didn't make sense to me. And so that was one. <laughs> and, and there was some other things. <laughs> in there. But what's always amazing to me is, is that no one's willing to sit down and have that conversation, have that tough conversation. Yeah, just say, and, 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 and you said it, is the best way to handle something on the front end is go, hey, John, you're fucking scaring me. Yeah. Stop it. Or at least tone it down. I had. Uh, well, that's hard for people that are scared of everything. So uh, that, having that conversation <laughs> is, Kurt, becomes Kurt, really difficult. Kurt Edder said to me, he was driving me at the time, and Kurt says to me, he says, Johnny, he says, you're going to get yourself reassigned. You keep it up. And I go, I'm planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, what I'm trying to do right now. It, 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 it's a goal. It was not, but, but anyway, going back full circle and. and not about me. It's about it's about what we talked about, and all of this, all of this stuff that we've talked about. It's only important when it's important. And like the old man used to say, simple things could be important, and little simple things sometimes, if they're not, if if you don't take the the time to to do that detail, shit gets messed up. So I think for our, you know, the, the people that potentially could be listening to this, all four or five of them, um, uh, um, <laughs> they're, they're trying wa- to learn English as, yeah, as, right. as, as second language. Too. <laughs> they're they're wanting to know how, <laughs> how do I do this stuff? And that's the question I at least get a lot is how, you know, you tell us a lot, but how do we do things? And, and this is a difficult one because it's not a formula. They're not math problems. They're not, uh, this is the exact the exact tool to use in this, the exact way at the at the very exact time, it is uh, it's value based, right? And so uh, my 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 point to them is, be really solid in your values, be really solid in what what matters to you, and make sure that those values are in line with the organizational values, because you cannot fly outside of those. That you, 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 it, it won't work. Um, and then and then 
when it comes time to make decisions or make choices or to give direction or or to support or not support something, use those values, those values of of, of whatever it is. And, uh, you know, Garrison's famous for customer service and firefighter safety. And a fire chief can make their decisions based on those two things. It's a little bit more difficult down the, down the, down the chain, you know, to just use those two things solely. But use those values to help you drive who you are and drive your decision making and know when when it actually matters that you're really good at your job and what environments and what things and what way you're going to do it and who you are responsible for and who you are actually supervising who who's uh whose life essentially is in your, in your hands not to over dramatize it but it can actually be the case yeah is is know that and that's the how of this that's it's there's lots of stories and i i could honestly listen to them all day long but the how is understanding your values how they fit with the organization and using them when you're supposed to yeah i, I could agree more and that's a great way to wrap is um you know you you talked about the how the house starts pretty early and, and you'll see that you'll see the people that are doing it right the, it's the guy that finds the dirt. You don't have to show him the dirt at the station. He finds the dirt. Um, you don't have to tell them what to do. They kind of instinctively... It's station day, not station hour. Right. Yeah. That or, guy. Station, yeah. Station five minutes. Um, or, or um, you know, when it's time to kind of pitch in, he's he or she is that person. And they're doing those little things right. Well, when they, when they make captain like you have... Um, now you you look at it and you go that's that's the way you do it that's doing it right, so that's the how and you and and no matter what role you have it's the most important role to the organization at that moment when you're doing it. It sounds goofy. So are you saying that rolling up the window is directly tied to uh, <laughs> unprovoked cleaning the shitters? Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. It. It's I never made that connection. Thank you for it's, it, uh, it's, 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 it's seeing a problem and addressing it <laughs> and not have to be told what to do. Yeah. No, that's and, – and, and that's, that is exactly what it's about. And the rest of it, honestly, it's just – have a good time. Have fun. Like that's like we talk about that a lot. Like have fun in what you're doing. Have like, fun. And you know what? I, I would like to see more of that. I'd I'd like to see um that's something that I think is sort of missing. Fun actually is professional. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so um well I appreciate the opportunity to oh, we ain't done with you yeah well there's speed round <laughs> yeah, we get into the speed round yeah. there's quick oh. questions uh trivia that kind of stuff so he's not gonna be able to answer well he won't answer it so i'm gonna ask you this question why was he uh well respected why was he looked up to why like why tell me all tell me all the things that he's not gonna tell me um and and you know that define him and why his legacy is so strong with 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 people because because there will be i mean i only have 14 years on but the name hinton and chief hinton is around and like one of the things you told me like that i fucking laughed at sorry chief um (laughs) i call you guys chefs most of the time anyway but but when you said he doesn't think he's relevant i'm like that motherfucker's relevant forever like like what you have and what you're saying is there's no expiration yeah like it spans generations like a good leader 
uh, a good tactician, a good man. Like that shit's timeless. So like, so when I heard you say, I'm like, oh, wait till he gets in here. I'm like, I, I, I think he's gonna realize how fucking relevant he is and the words that are coming out of your mouth because you you think that that, that we're having a conversation with three people right now and no one's gonna listen to this. There's gonna be people that listen to this across the nation, maybe across the world, but definitely within local fire departments here, we haven't been doing this podcast long and it's, it's catching fire a bit. And, and there's men like you and leaders like you that, that you have to be, your story has to be told. Like there's no other way around, like your words and what you've done and how you've done it. It has to be told. And that's why, that's why Chris was so excited to have you on here. I'm like, ah, fuck dude, have, have whoever you want. I trust you, you know, for, like with everything. And like I said, we've crossed paths and, and, uh, several times and just knowing Andy and guys around, like, like what they say about you, the funny ass shit and the real stuff. That stuff's important to me. Um, you know, being a younger captain, it's really important to me. And, and, and the younger members that, that are on the rescue right now, the stuff they've told me about what they're learning here and what they're hearing, they're like, oh, dude, this stuff is gold. It's, it's, it means so much to me. Like, I've heard these names, but I've never really got to hear the stories. So don't think your story isn't important because it's fucking super important. Now you get to tell us why, why, why he's done so well. Well, uh, I, so I can speak for me, right? And, um, I've known John a long time. I knew John as a brand spanking new firefighter. I actually knew John before when I worked for the fire department in uh, what was computer computer uh, services at the time. And so um, the things that I appreciate now and I maybe probably couldn't articulate in the beginning of what, what attracted me to want to work around or be around John or learn from John is um, I like smart people. Um but I, but I really, really appreciate smart people that apply it well and that know exactly or, or actually demonstrate um, that it matters, but having actually a good time. There was never, ever a time when we weren't doing, uh, taking things seriously when I worked around John that needed to be taken seriously, um, and, but having a really freaking good time doing it. Um, John is smart. John is savvy. John can cut through the bullshit um, and can get to the the root of what's going on and help uh, even the 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 lowest common denominator firefighter actually understand something. Um, that 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 uh, incident with Squad Forty Four and the firefighter following through is actually the perfect example of that. Because if you go back and you watch that video and listen to him explain everything and identify the red flags and everything that led up to that and how then not to allow those things happen, that's a big deal. That that's that's what uh, that's what I look up to. Those are the things. Those are those are skills I, I would I I want to have someday, and those are things I want to be able to do. And then I want to be able to um, do it in a way where people actually enjoy being around me and not being a self-absorbed asshole and, and you know, all the other things that can come along with, with actually being good at Why your job. Why are you job. looking at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, uh, um, so I'll tell you, I, so I've got a ton of interesting stories, but actually the first time I met John Hinton was playing basketball at North High. He's the captain on Engine, <laughs> Engine 5. I am the radio runner. I'm the lowest paid person on the Phoenix Fire Department, and I just show up with radios when something breaks because back then technology sucked and radios broke all the time. And uh, right before we get to playing basketball, 
um, I look over and John is actually on top of Timmy London uh, in a say in a coital position. Well, he's, and, he's not and, a small man. Yeah, and Timmy London on the bottom just really. I was like, wow, John actually has the power to 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 get Tim to submit to that. I was <laughs> I was impressed. I was impressed, and I've walked around with that uh, impression for the rest of my life. Were you uh, were you part of the deal where we had uh, we had a brand new recruit? Come in, and we all played left-handed. I was on the rescue that day. I was doing an AWR on the rescue that day. <laughs> Brand new guy. I know who it is. I won't say his name, but I don't think it matters. But uh, it's his first station, first shift. Um, Gary Wolf is talking up how big of a deal basketball is at this station, and you better fucking have your game. And he's talking to this kid, and he's this kid's a very prototypical A shifter, very wound, super super tight, heavy shaved arms. Oh, yeah, without uh, a doubt, bling and like yeah. And um, so we're talking. So John gets everybody else together as Gary's ramping him up and going. All right, when we get there, that we go over to Phoenix College to play basketball. He goes, I want everybody playing with their offhand. And like I, I want, like it. I, like I want us to look like shifter. we uh, we've never done this before, <laughs> and uh, everybody's going to get a hug afterwards. That's, that's the way we want this to to look. And that was one of the best things I've ever participated in in the Phoenix Fire Department. It was so ridiculous. I mean, it it, it, it was zero to zero after about an hour and a half. Yeah. It was fantastic. And this poor kid, God, he goes, oh, my God, they're retarded. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we're yelling at each other like it's serious <laughs> yeah. shit. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You guys suck. What's wrong with you? Pass that ball. I was actually a part of that. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's what a great memory. That's some fun stuff. I hope you guys are still doing that. There's yeah, there's still some of that. Like I'm, just, I think we're kind of cut for the same cloth. Like I'm not, nothing's fucking serious for me until it has to be. And I've had great great examples of that in the military and in you right. know corporate life and in and in the fire service. Because for me, I believe like you know, ten percent of kind of what we do needs to be drum tight, real serious. Like you know, make sure that your shit's dialed in, and then you know. Everything other than that, it's just it's fun, right? It's fun. It's it's helping people and taking care of the crew and doing what you have to do and 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 stuff like that. Um, but you know, the other thing, Chris, that that you're saying about John was all those things smart. You know, being able to apply it, all that kind of stuff. Like, were you a continuous learner? Obviously, consummate teacher. You know, you want to learn. Like, how how big was was improving your game um, to you? Like, and what did you do to to improve your game on a monthly, yearly, whatever, retro career? You know, honestly, I, I, um, I tried to surround myself, and I, and I mostly did, surround myself with people who um, would challenge me, um, make me think, uh, uh, ask me questions. And I, I liked to be around people that were, um, they weren't sheep. I, I didn't hang around with sheep. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed when we were at the CTC early is um, when we first started asking questions and we started accepting questions, that was kind of new. That was new for us. That culture is part of what we wanted to bring to the table and say, for instance, I'll give you an example. 
you come in and we're talking about something, but you got something else on your mind. It's related, but it's not exactly the topic. Bring it up. You know why? Because that's what you're going to be thinking about. So in order for me to teach you anything, if that is even possible. Me? Got, that's, that's very difficult. <laughs> that's I'm, very hard. You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to be of a mindset where you can accept that. And um, we were talking one day about, you were talking about Kurt Hover, uh, his brother JC, who is not a well man. Um, uh, was he was in and and never was it never was and um, we were talking about sectors and we were talking about sector bosses and sector integrity and quit telling us you got a par when you can't see two two of the four and he pops his hand up and he said I, I'll make a deal with you. He says, I'll quit telling you I got a par on, on when, I, when I don't know if I do or not. When you quit making the sector so fucking big. And I got to thinking, man, he's right. Now, on a tactical worksheet, if I have you in charge of five companies, it's slick as snot. Oh, it looks nice, right? Yeah. I put a circle around oh, yeah. your company. Right. And then I put these other companies behind <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. We learned that from just paying attention that was that was that was learned from the bottom up we, and and we had to teach our bosses our sectors are too big our guys can't manage them another thing that came up in that so and, you're willing to learn from people that that are your subordinates anybody yeah. anybody yeah. Okay. anybody and um, another one that came up that was was not us but it was the troops. When we would give an assignment, what would we do? We would write down, okay, engine, engine two, I've got them in north sector, uh, and they're going to report to engine one. Slick. I, I just wrote it down on a piece of paper, done. No. There's a transit time. And so we had companies, officers said, you're asking me, and, and, and I didn't necessarily do it because there's a certain rhythm on the fire ground. You don't make an assignment to cut the roof and then a half a minute later ask them how they're doing. Uh, Some you're, do. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, see, that's a, that's a new boss behavior that, that needs, to be re, re, needs to be taught is when you give an assignment, there's in-transit time. When they get there, there's time to you have to give a, a certain amount of time. How do you learn that? You learn that because you did that. You don't expect them to do something that you couldn't do. Break the laws of physics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're an A shifter with a cape, you you can catch air, but most B and C shift they actually yeah, walk. We have to walk. They yeah. have to walk. We crawl and drive yeah, right, our knuckles. Right, most days. right, right, right. And the C shift cleaning up after you, <laughs> right. but. Um, uh, it 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 it's just being willing to accept a tactical truth that you didn't think of, and so my best ideas were never my best ideas; Imagine they were that. somebody else's. Actually, embracing reality. Yeah, yeah. And so when when I when I taught and I when I taught nationally, I would give credit where credits due, and that is is that if you don't listen. 
to the people who you supervise, you're missing an opportunity to learn. It's just that simple. Because the smartest guy in the room may not be the ranking official. And I proved it many times. <laughs> <laughs> Highly underutilized skill. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. No, you're good. Do you, do you agree with that, Chris? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. As a boss, I agree with it. And as a subordinate, I agree with it. Because I've seen it in person with you. Like I, like I didn't have the privilege of like being around John to see it, but I, I've seen you wanting, or actually, and even asking further questions to someone that, that's a firefighter to get to where they need to be, or for you to understand their point to have a better grasp of what of what's going on. And 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 I see those as common, really good leadership traits in any arena. Is like, hey, like you want to go to those subordinates or people that that you manage and ask them like. How am I doing? Am I fucking this up? Like, like, yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying to get this point across to you. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah. Do you actually understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, because I feel like I'm telling you that, but like, no, I got fucking zero from that, and this is what you know, what I picked up from that. How do you? Is that a generational thing, cultural thing? Obviously, guys like you are comfortable in your own skin because you're willing to listen to other people and 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 take advice or or take constructive criticism from, you know, from subordinates or even your peers, stuff like that. Like, how does that trait get learned by, by I, others? I think it's a maturity thing. Is it? Yeah, because I don't, because I've seen people who are really good at it, uh, you know, that were much senior to me. I mean, like real, a lot senior to me uh, and, and the big boss being, being one of them. And then I've seen uh, people of my generation who are actually, not, there's not a ton of them, uh, but they're actually good at it. I think it's actually... Uh, it is about listening, and it's the 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 distinct uh, effort and 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 being very cognizant about listening way more at this point than I like to talk. I am more interested in what other people have to say. I can think about it. I don't. My 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 personal securities are in. I'm in a position where I don't feel like I've got to spew everything that's in my head. Um, uh, I really want to know what's in everybody else's head, right. and because that helps me do my job better and it helps me understand what they need and it helps me let them let them be successful and i um i don't uh yeah it's a concerted effort right now in my own personal uh perspective is i have to listen more and i'm and i'm trying to cognizantly do it a lot more often and i think uh when we're deliberate uh more deliberate at that you're you're a lot more willing to hear what people have to say. Yeah, wouldn't it be a shame to have to learn everything on your own? Fuck. I mean, seriously. I, 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 you know, I... I know nothing. <laughs> well, I, I, know, double negative. I know a few power people that have, have actually tried it, and it, it, it doesn't... It's not a good look. No. But um, I was going to mention that uh, there's an aspect of... And I don't know whether it's trust... It must. It maybe it's trust, but I give you permission to make mistakes. Try some stuff. Yeah. I give you permission to make mistakes, and they're not going to be career-ending injuries. Right. If uh, here's the boundaries. Yeah. Make mistakes inside these really broad boundaries. Exactly. Please. Please. You know, don't jump off the roof. Don't vent the roof with your body. You know, <laughs> right. just general. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, no brainers. Right. right. But having said that. Um, if you don't have, 
if you don't feel like you can make mistakes and survive it, both politically and physically, um, if you don't have that comfort zone where uh, you can try things, how are you going to learn anything new? I mean, I feel like when people are punit when they're treated putatively for disagreeing, for having a novel idea, and that costs them something, that system is not, it's broke in a way. Yeah, it's not running right. It's not Very running, insecure. It's, yep. it's not running right. And I'll give you an example of a system that worked for us. And I'll give you the players. Alan Brunacini, Nick Brunacini, John Brunacini, Terry Garrison, myself, and Pete Holbel were in a room. And we're brainstorming. All the ideas aren't really great ideas. And Nick Brunacini comes up with one. You'll have to ask Garrison about this. And he wants to play... He wants to take fireground tactical truths and create the game Jeopardy. Oh, it sounds exciting! Yeah, and Nick had a or has a certain creativity that way. Yeah, and <laughs> we're looking at him, and we're kind of looking at each other, going, "I think he's serious." <laughs> After you stopped laughing, <laughs> and, and so I'm trying to work it out in my mind, and I don't see not a snowball's chance in hell of this ever being successful. So in that group, in that setting, which arguably I'm the dumbest guy in the room at that time, I said to Nick, that is the most fucked up idea I've heard for a long time. And it, we were all good. Yeah. I think we actually went to lunch together. And I think <laughs> Nick paid. <laughs> Life's good. But... You have to work in a system where you could be a buffoon at times. Mm -hmm. You could make mistakes. If that system doesn't exist today, if, if we've lost that, if we've lost that cultural um, uh, freedom, they talk about, you hear it all the time, uh, um, you know, all the diversity. You hear all that kind of shit all the time. I'd rather quit hearing it and actually... Let's see it. I agree. Let come it up, work. Yep. Come, come up with a new idea. Yeah. And then when you come up with a Jeopardy idea, you're probably going to be told that you, <laughs> you, you fucking need to cut your meds in half. <laughs> or take twice as much. <laughs> to get it doing. To, to, to kind of wrap this thing up, like I'm going to ask both of you guys the same question, then Chris, I'll let you wrap this whole thing up. This is your, your, your hour or whatever. Um, if I was a new captain, which I am, or a new battalion chief, and you had a vested interest in my success and what I developed, what, what I was going to develop to be, what would you tell me are the tenets or the five, ten, eight, three things that I should do to be successful? Well, I tell you what, that's a great question. That's a mouthful, huh? That, yeah. that is a great question. It takes a time to think about it. That's too. the well, wrap-up question? Yeah. You gotta wrap that shit up. I'd rather play Jeopardy. <laughs> and the answer is Christmas. <laughs> what is Christmas? Um, yeah, that I I think 
I think that as a as a new captain, one of the things that you one of the most important things <clears throat> you are going to have people on occasion who don't like you because you have to do your job. And I had a really smart engineer who stayed an engineer and I was on the captain's list and he said, John, he says, do you realize you're not going to be that guy anymore around the station? The pin light guy. We'll just say it. We'll blur yeah, it out there. Right. Uh, you can't do that anymore. And you're going to find times that people don't like you because you have to do your job. It's not that often. But a really smart guy once told me, when you get a red helmet or a white one, make sure the damn thing fits your head. If, it doesn't, if you can't get comfortable in it, you don't want to do that job. There's nothing wrong with not being a captain. There's nothing wrong with not being a chief. There's nothing wrong with just being a backseat guy or gal. So those are two things right there that jump off. The, the, uh, the third thing is, and we talked about it, um, don't be afraid to listen. And, 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 and fourthly, when you hear something that doesn't make sense, make sure that you make sense out of it. Or once in a while it may be that the, your, your boss bumped his head or had a mini stroke or, <laughs> you know, ate a booger or something that morning. <laughs> And that's just part of the deal. And I, I think that the level of or, the, 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 the most important level in the organization is exactly that one. Captains, how they perform with crews and battalion chiefs, how they allow that to happen. Because when I see a battalion chief uh, jumping on a, on a, you know, in, into the mix and you have a tendency to go back and do what you've, learned what you did and I've seen people who ought to be supervising they should supervise that's not an easy thing it's hard to watch somebody make a mistake and I remember as a new captain I had a guy pulling ceiling in an apartment and it was going and it, it was friggin pathetic I wanted so bad to grab that pike pole. <laughs> it was everything I could do to keep from doing it. And I just basically, you know, this is how you do it. This is where you, you know, it seems pretty easy, but it wasn't for him. And um, those kinds of things, generally, in, in a broad way, that, that would be my advice. And um, don't be afraid to have somebody that you trust without reservation, and when you want to talk really fucking nuts, that's the, your go-to guy. Um, somebody that will never, never give you up because you're going to talk crazy. And um, I had such a friend, and he's been in a mental institution for going on about 12 <laughs> years now because I talk crazy to him. Right. <laughs> Rather than talk crazy to my boss, I just talk crazy to him, and he'd say, you're you're fucking losing it. I'd go, yeah, I'd, well, yeah. I know that. I'm talking to you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know you're my counselor? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my little tidbit. Um, I'll say it's a. you have to acknowledge that it's a really goofy system 
because you are going to spend an inordinate amount of time on yourself. And, and I don't necessarily mean in a selfish way, but it is. It's self-centered. It's you have to you have to learn, you have to educate yourself, you have to pay attention, you have to have experience, and you have to do a bunch of stuff so that you can do a job. When and and that job, when you're doing it most effectively, you're completely and totally selfless. And so you've got to spend all this amount of time on yourself so that you can, uh, and, and potentially maybe it is, it's just redirecting that to whoever now you're going to be the boss of. So, yeah, being good at your job actually matters. Actually knowing what the fuck you're doing and when you show up and, and, and how to get things done and having some street credibility and having some, uh, some competence in what needs to happen, yeah, that absolutely, that absolutely matters. And then being able to turn that around into um, it ain't about me. It's about, it's about the company. Uh, it's about your station. It's about the community. It's about Mrs. Smith. It's about the, the 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 work you're going out there to do. So if it's convenient, it typically isn't the right shit to do. And having the ability to recognize that we are going to make mistakes in that. We are nobody is infallible. No system is infallible. We're gonna make we we, we may be seen cloudy or fucked up or whatever and make goofy decisions. And allow yourself to do that and allow your crew to do that within the boundaries, right? Of uh, nobody, nobody really, uh, nobody going to jail, nobody getting pregnant and, uh, <laughs> um, and, and, and nobody dying, right? Uh, three big tenants I've, uh, I've learned on this job. Um, and uh, uh, so I think that, yeah, it's, if you're doing it right, it ain't about you. And, and whatever, whatever it is, you got to take care of yourself and you got to make some smart decisions because you want to last, right? Lasting 30 to 35 years on this job uh, with the sleep deprivation and the exposures and all that other shit that we get is hard. Um, so you got to do a little bit of taking care of yourself, but the bulk of it, when you're doing it right, it's got nothing to do with you and it don't matter how you feel about it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I know the ones I've seen and, and who have been my boss and... And, uh, and and just watching some of the, the newer folks when they're doing it right, it's exactly to me what it looks like. I, I'll tell you what, uh, that that's about as good as it can be said. The part I like the best is um, give yourself permission to make mistakes because you will. That's the way we learn. And it just can't be a life-ending mistake. Um and the people that, that the, the members that I've, I've seen who, just that one thing right there, where they give each other permission, it's, it's you're okay. Be you. Be your best you, but be you. And um, God, what a great organization when, when, when you can trust people that they don't have some kind of hidden agenda that you're supposed to fucking figure out. That makes things tough. For sure, when people have those. Agreed. Well, wrap her up. All right. I like it. Well, so um, thank you. Thanks, oh, no. Brand, thanks, John, for being here. And thanks for, 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 for you know, taking a risk of showing up. And because oh, I, 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 I was talking, I'm like, yeah. how many times <laughs> did it take I don't you know, to get I don't him know here? How I'm gonna, I don't know how I'm going to get him here, but I know when he gets here, he's really going to like it. <laughs> right. And so I don't know your level of skepticism necessarily, but 
I know you have a really powerful bullshit detector, and so, but I hope you also know that I, I would never feed you bullshit. So, uh, um, so thank you for doing this. And now I'm, I'm going to have to wear a, uh, a paper sack if I ever hit the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think I have any business up there anyway. Nah, I can't think of No, nah, the health center uh, ain't up there. Uh, no, uh-uh. and uh, I don't play jacks. So I'm good. Uh, <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then I'll say thanks, Brandon, for, for allowing us to have this conversation because yeah. I am in a total agreement of what you said before is um, uh, internally we need the opportunity to be able to talk about some stuff that doesn't necessarily exist now. And then, uh, hell, maybe there may be, <laughs> Maybe they'll find the needle in the haystack with the nonsense that we spoke about today yeah. that might help somebody outside of outside of our uh, our microcosm. So that 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 would be powerful. And, and um, it yeah. And I, I'll just say what I said a little bit earlier. It matters that we're good at our jobs. It matters to the community whether they know it or not. It really matters to the community, and it matters to us internally. There's nothing more than I want for firefighters to be able to look up to their bosses at all levels, have great respect for all their bosses, know that they're cared for, and know that when it really gets shitty and it really gets bad and we show up on those calls, we're like, oh, I've never seen this before. That looks really bad. Um, that uh, there's going to be some semblance of organization to it, and and you're going to get out. You're going to get on the other side. No matter how gruesome the outcome is, you're going to make it to the other side. And uh, the community doesn't know necessarily how they measure that in us, but we sure as hell know how we measure that in us. And uh, um, yeah, we need to we need to focus on that. And and that this gives us the opportunity to do that. So I greatly appreciate it. Sweet too. Well, just for me, like thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Like 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 Chris said, I know you're a little skeptical before showing up in here, but hopefully now that you've experienced it, we've gone over two hours. I don't know if you've realized that, but but for, for two and a half hours, yeah, for for both of you guys, like like what what you guys have, the experience that you carry, um, the words that come out of your mouth, they're important and they will always be important, um, whether you're an active member or not. Like I just don't want you to think that 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 those words are 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 lost when you leave. They're not. Like those words need to stay. So like both you guys, and I appreciate Chris, you, you, you being willing to, to do the tactical hour. So, um, so anybody that wants to hear more, uh, we'll figure out a way for you guys to get to both these gentlemen. But, uh, for now, that's all we got. So I appreciate uh, everybody listening and thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>